Welcome to What's Up with DJ podcast. I'm your host, DJ. Each week, I bring you topics about current events, career development, finance, holistic living, life hacks, and stories of inspiration and humor, all from a spiritual perspective. As you may be well aware, this month is African American History Month. I wanted to take this month to introduce an African American author each week during the month of February. As I began scheduling these authors, I noticed something. Ironically, each author I'll be introducing this month is of African-American descent, female, and we will be discussing forgiveness at some level. My guest this week is Dr. Charlotte Stokes Manning, author of the number one Amazon best-selling book, Forgive, Facing Your Fears by Releasing the Chains That Bind You, which is a part of her Forgive You book series. On February 14th, I will again be discussing forgiveness with Dr. Rose Marie Downer, author of the book, The High Call of Forgiveness. It's a mandate. Then on February 21st, I will be discussing forgiveness with author and etiquette expert Jackie Vernon Thompson. Jackie's book is titled Transformative Etiquette, A Guide to Love and Refining Self. She'll share how she forgave her father. We will wrap the month up with author Corey Ann Holmes, author of the book South Island Tiny House. She now resides in New Zealand and we'll discuss the FIRE movement, which stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. And she tells us who she had to forgive. I always like to know your thoughts about these conversations and I like to hear what uh, what are your thoughts about forgiveness? And you can always email me at DJ at what's up with DJ.com. That's DJ at what's up with DJ.com. And you can also find the email address in the show description. Your thoughts, opinions, and comments are always encouraged and appreciated. So with that being said, let's get right into the show. Marianne used to do, I think she wrote in A Women, A Woman's Worth. And, and this was like back in the either late 70s, early 80s. In that, Marianne has a phrase that has traveled with me throughout my own career. And it is, I forgive you, but give me back my keys. Mm. That whole idea around that, I mean, you forgive the abuse, but you don't forgive the abuse. You forgive the abuser, but not the abuse. So right. it's not okay for you to talk to me any kind of way. Mm-hmm. However, it's not okay for me to get down in the gutter with you in that conversation. Mm-hmm. It's okay for me to say to you, you know what? I really believe that you are out of integrity. And, and, and you don't do that at the time that you're in the upset. Yeah, because it's probably not going to come out the way that you liked. <laughs> and and I have a mantra, you know, and I'm 71 years old, mind you. I have a mantra that says I don't argue with old people. And old people can be old people can be younger than me and older than me. But I was always raised. You don't talk back to old people. You don't talk back to your elders. And mm-hmm. I don't have to win a fight. 
Dr. Phil says, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not important for me to make you wrong in order to make myself right or to make mm-hmm. you look bad and make myself look good. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if it's important and significant enough, you will find the answer to whatever conflict or whatever disagreement we may have had. The yes. question becomes, do I want to participate in that? And an old right. Baptist preacher said, it's not important what I think about you. What's important is what you think about me. So at the end of the day, if I can rise above all of that, forgiveness is the cornerstone to love. It's the cornerstone to I like that. Forgiveness is the cornerstone to love. love. You cannot have love without forgiveness. You Mm -hmm. can't. It is you. You cannot put a condition on unconditional love. You can't do it. Yeah, because if you put a conditional, unconditional love, it's not. It's no longer conditional. It's no longer unconditional. It's not love. So when Mother Teresa said, "They said, how can you be around and work with all of these uh, infectious, diseased people that were had leprosy and all this other stuff?" Mm -hmm. She said, "Because I see the face of my beloved in every person I help." Now Jesus Mm -hmm. was her her beloved. That was her beloved. You know, she was Mm -hmm. married to Jesus. So, all intents and purposes, what she saw. In every person that she helped was the face of Jesus. So how could they not be healed? How could yeah. she be? How could she catch whatever dis-ease they had? Because she saw them as love, pure, unconditional love without condition. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I think. That's what's required in order to forgive. There has to be a piece of you that has to be able to love the experience, because obviously if there's something that you have to forgive, there's an experience attached to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, as you said, there's some dis-ease, dis-ease about that particular situation that's causing you to feel as though I'm not okay with that. Cause that's what, that's what really unforgiveness is. I'm not okay with what happened, what occurred. I'm pissed off about it. I'm pissed off because you were there, you caused it or whatever. And it's going to take looking at that situation unconditionally in order to forgive it. I'm going to tell you a quick story. Okay. Cute, cute, cute story. There were these two monks walking down the road. Mm-hmm. They get to this crossing and they see this beautiful, beautiful woman in a beautiful kimono. And she's standing on the edge of the road about to cross the road. On the road is a muddy path. It is wet and red mud and all of this. And, and she was trying to figure out how to cross it without messing up her kimono. The monk came and picked her up in his arms and carried her across the road, put her down, came back across the road, and, she, and he and the other monk continued on down the road. One mile, two miles, three miles, four miles. Wow. At the fifth mile, the monk turned to him and he said to him, you know, you should never have carried that woman across that road. 
That is not in our culture. You should not have done that. He said, I only carried her across the road. You've been carrying her the last five miles. (laughs) See, unresolved forgiveness issues rest on you. The person that you angry or upset with, they gone on about their business. Right. They could care less that you upset. Yeah. And in fact, in fact, they probably forgot. They see you, you know, <laughs> a few hours later or call you the next day and like nothing ever happened. And right. what you said, how dare you? Do you know you did so-and-so, so-and-so, and you did so-and-so? And they're like, what are you Don't have about? a clue. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? So forgiveness is all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. And and the secret, the older I get, the more I realize the only time I have conflict in my life is when I am not willing to see a circumstance or situation differently. If I firmly believe that you're doing the best you can, I don't have to agree with how you do it. But if I firmly believe within my heart of hearts that you are doing the best that you can, then that's all I could ever expect or ask from you. Mm-hmm. When I can see the light in your eyes, as Mother Teresa saw, then love casts out all darkness. So as I see your light, I only illuminate my own. Yes. Yes, that's key. As I see your light, I only illuminate my own. My own. Correct. Yes. So who has been the person who... What, because you know this is about forgiveness. So who is the person that has been the hardest for you to forgive and why? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not I'm I'm not going to say it's a person. Okay. I'm going to say it's an energy. Because my most difficult assignments have been with the masculine energy. Okay. Okay. First the priest, then my father, and every relationship I ever had, I never had a man pursue me. Okay. You know how the girls used to say, we play hard to get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, let the guy chase after you. I never did that. Every guy that I ever had, I ever was ever in my life. I went after them because there was something in them I could fix or something that was lacking in their life. So it took me forever, ever, and ever, and ever to realize it wasn't what was lacking in their life. It was what was lacking in my life. My father told me I'd never amount to anything. The priest told me I was going to go to hell. My my first husband told me I was a pea brain and, you know, I was fat. And my second husband, who's the father of my children, I don't think maybe he told me in 16 years or 17 years, he told me he loved me maybe once, never gave me flowers a day. I bought my own wedding ring. I mean, all of this kind of stuff. So it was not, and it wasn't their fault, by the way. It was mm. not their fault because I pursued them. Mm. So what I had to finally come in, what unity taught me was not to look outside of myself, but to look within myself. Whatever is lacking in any given situation, of course, the miracles ask us, am I willing to see the situation differently? So yes. of all the experiences I went through, I had two sons. 
the greatest and hardest and most profound forgiveness lesson I have to date is with my son. Because I went from, from the spiritual component or religious component to my father, who was my parental component. And I went to my husband's, which were both um, that really just carbon copies of my father. Yeah, <laughs> so they were the same as him. But my son taught me because I could move away. I could lead a priest, lead a church. I could grow up and leave my father. I could divorce my husband, but a good mother never leaves her kids. <sighs> so my hardest, most profound issues, learning experiences have come from my son. And mm-hmm. the universe is saying to me, you're going to get this. Oh, you're yeah. Get this, this lifetime. So the only way you're going to learn the ultimate forgiveness is through this child. Mm-hmm. And he's in his 40s, but he can create more havoc in my life, emotional havoc in my life than anyone. Mm-hmm. Because a good mother, I've been raised that a good mother does all of this. So mental abuse verbal abuse, all of that. I've never been hit, but I've been mentally beaten up like you would not believe. Mm -hmm. But I finally came to that place where I said, I forgive you, but give me back my keys. Yes, I heard that. Yeah. So now my relationships, I can see the light of God that surrounds you and the love of God that enfolds you and the power of God that protects you. The same as I can see within myself. I don't see you as DJ, the man in a meat suit. Mm -hmm. I see you as DJ, the energy of the I am that dwells within that meat suit. Yes. I see your height. Yes. You know, and that's one thing that I, I try to do. I try to see people for, you know, we're all in these earth suits, you know, and we show up, you know, in different little color suits, um, you know, different, uh, you know, whatever. And and it does you have to have to stop for a moment and go, you know, you can be deceived by the earth suit and to believe in that that's really who the person are, even if they believe this is who they are, that the earth suit is now me. Mm-hmm. And, but it's for me to see that, well, that's not really, you know, how you act in this earth suit <laughs> speaks to your character. But I understand there is something deeper there, you know, and I love the word namaste, you know, cause it means though the, mm-hmm divinity in me see the divinity within you even if you don't see it that's right. you know let me ask you this question yes okay somebody pisses you off what do you do if someone pisses me off i do not try to escalate it okay i try to just first of all i'll try to de-escalate the situation If I see I'm not going to be successful in that, then I just remove myself from the situation because in prior experiences, um, um, and I, and I have a very slick tongue (laughs) and yeah. And so, um, and I can, and it has been times where, you know, it's like you, I could, you know, escalate something and just turn it into just a, a mess. 
So I learned that um, I could be wrong in this very moment, even though I may think I'm right right now, there's a possibility that I could be wrong about this. Mm-hmm. So I tell myself that. So let me ask you, and I did a sermon on this not too long ago. Would it be okay if you had no attachment to it at all? Yeah, that would be great. Yes. So that's what we endeavor to do. And forgiveness will give you that. Mm. Instantaneously. You don't wait. You don't let it fester. You don't do any of this. You know, you can disagree with someone and still respect them. You can say, you know, I don't say no. I don't say you're wrong. I don't say any of that. I said, you know, well, I didn't look at it that way. Or, you know, did you consider this? And if they, no, 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 it's not so-and-so. Oh, okay. Because it's not important. At the end of the day, it really is not important. What's the most important thing in your life should be to wake up in the morning and to be of service to your I am. That's it. Yeah. Every morning I get up. First thing I say is thank you. Yes. That's one thing I do as well. Yep. Second thing I say is what would you have me do? And I have come to the realization I have had someone give me a house. This house that I'm living in now was given to me. Never in a million years. Never in a million years could I have dreamt of this manifestation. Never. Mm. But because I asked God, what would you have me do? God must give you the time, the talent, and the treasure to fulfill his assignment. Yeah. all the time it behooves you to ask God for work yeah how can you be of service ask God what you have no idea what's up with DJ what God has manifested in your life right now Mm -hmm. you just know where you are in the moment Mm -hmm. you don't know what this manifestation is going to look like a week two weeks ten weeks ten years from now You don't know Mm -hmm. what door you're going to open, but there is a path. There is a purpose when you are in service to God. Yes. God don't lie to you. He does not change his mind about he don't talk about you behind your back. God Mm -hmm. doesn't set you up to fail. God will set you up to learn your life lesson. And sometimes God say, I did a sermon on this too. I said, sometimes God's got to jack you up because you sometimes think you know better than he do. Yeah, I've been jacked up plenty of times (laughs) to to get the lesson because sometimes you can't hear, you know, and you're doing the same nonsense over and over and over again. And as you know, I hear the, the, you know, pebble, or a brick brick wall, you know, and then you don't, you know, you you just not paying attention. And it's like, well, this is has to happen for you to get your attention so that you can make better decisions. So I've had that happen to me plenty of times where you do something stupid and you go, wow, I just I just didn't know how stupid I was being. And but is but because of the circumstances, how things unfolded, it makes you more conscious if you're willing to tap into that. Well, I would ask you for your consideration mm-hmm. to think about this and not say you did something stupid, but to say that you did the right thing at the wrong time or 
what you did was an opportunity for you to go from a mistake. You that little thing you just had before we started. That's a uh, retake. So you yeah. go from a mistake to a retake. And the only thing a mistake is there to do is to show you that you can do this different. And maybe somebody else may use the word better. I like to use the word different. Because everything you do has an intention behind it. Uh Your job is to be taught, not tormented. Uh And when you use words like stupid and you did something stupid or you, you know, this didn't make sense. And that's the time to either journal or go into a meditation and ask yourself, you know, how can I see this circumstance or this situation differently? A Course in Miracles teach the cornerstone of the Course is nothing real can be threatened. Okay, nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. So if it's real, it's God. If it's real, it's love. When I look at you right now, you are real to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, when I draw an opinion about you, well, DJ is so-and-so, so-and-so, that's unreal. Mm -hmm. You understand? That's egoic. Because if I see the Christ in you, we say the Christ in me salutes the Christ in you. Yes. You can, uh, if I can't be love, if I can't see love in you. Mm -hmm. Well, the light of God that surrounds you is the light of God that surrounds me. Yes. So nothing real can be threatened. It's real. Yes. And nothing unreal exists. Your egoic dysfunctional mind is an opinion giver. It is not a reality giver. Yes. And opinions change depending on how you feel. You can have a bad day. I mean, I know I have a bad day. My opinions can be, (laughs) can be, you know, and then, you know, and then next day comes like, what was that about? You know? Mm -hmm. So, so I know that my, I want you to think about the language that you use because we've been programmed again. We live in a world of duality. So it's right, wrong, good, bad, up, down, all of that. Mm -hmm. And the paradigm is right here. The neutral zone is right here. This is God. There's a polarity here, a magnet, a North Pole and a South Pole, but it's neutral here. Where God is. Yeah, balance. So everything God has created is perfect. Mm-hmm. You are perfect just as you are. Now, your perfection may not be in alignment with mine or one of your colleagues or your, you know, any any of that. It may be different, but it's not there, they're duality, their polarization or where they're coming from, their neutralization rather, comes wherever that is for them. Right. But in order for you to shift left or right, you're going with somebody. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes, movie The Shack, my, one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. as it explains that. 
you know, there, depending on what you need from God is the energy of the I am that comes from God. So in, in uh, Evan Almighty, Morgan Freeman, who plays God in there, says Evan's wife, you know, Evan's wife is like, I wish I had the courage that Evan had. And he said to him, when you ask God for courage, God is going to give you everything to be courageous. So as soon as you say to the universe, oh, I got this, the universe says, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Let me send you what Ramtha used to call a runner. Okay. Let me send you an experience and see how much you got. <laughs> like when you ask for patience. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So ask those people that sat on 95 for 28 oh, hours yesterday. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, and yesterday, you know, well, today is uh, Wednesday, but Monday it snowed heavily in Virginia. And um, I live in, you know, Dumfries. And uh, and 95 is right off of where I live. And I mean, I just looked over there when I drove. I didn't go 295, but I drove to see the traffic because I had to go and get something to eat. And I mean, it was it was bad. So much traffic. It was because it snowed. And people in Virginia, sorry, and Virginians. There were three trucks that jackknifed and closed off both sides of the highway. 28 hours. Wow. came. 28 hours? Wow. 28 hours. That that road did not open until this morning. 28 hours. Okay. Now, mind you, when you ask God for patience, mm-hmm. you stuff to be patient with. And you had some people on that road that were prepared. There was one guy who talked about he and his girlfriend were coming from Florida. They were driving to Maine and his parents had put food in the car for them and they water and and you know they had their gadgets all charged and everything so they could listen to msnbc they end up calling into the show and they're talking to them there are some people that just say well what the heck you can't you can't get off you can't do anything about it yeah No. no so that's what and the same thing with covid when we first went into lockdown with covid oh i was miserable but it was the universe saying, you ain't got sense enough to be still and know I am, Psalm 4611. You don't have sense enough to be still and know I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock you down. Oh, yeah. And I learned my lesson because I was like, because it's like, you know, we all thought by now this would be ended. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. oh, I think you're going to get this lesson. <laughs> you're going to get look, this lesson. Look, your, your 45 said it was going to be a miracle. It'd be gone in a couple months. No. Okay. Mm -mm. still in it but truth of the matter is again if you're not coming from a place of love you're coming from a place of fear so that have embraced and i always say you know i'm i believe in not being scared but being prepared i've done all the things that i can do to keep myself safe in this environment but by the same token i have not I have not stopped living. I think that everything that we have learned has been, COVID's been really good for a lot of people. Yeah, it has. Definitely for Jeff Bezos. (laughs) I'm talking about people who have been in jobs that they hated, that Mm -hmm. ended up being locked down or being reassigned or or being, you know, uh, 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 released or jobs eliminated and they had to find other things to do. Sometimes, you know, and I say to folks all the time, be careful what you wish for. 
Yeah. Because the universe is always listening. Yes, it is. So use it as an opportunity to evolve and to develop that spiritual uh, maturity, as Reverend Sylvia said on Sunday about sovereign consciousness. Yeah. Where we need to get to. And the only way you can do that is to return to the love that God is within you. God don't judge you. And if God doesn't judge you, who in the hell are you to judge somebody else? And that's what I say to myself. Who do you think you are? You going to judge him? God looks at DJ and he says, he's perfect to me. Yeah. Yeah. God, listen, you want to hear a real mind blower? God okay. looks at Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. that's the thing. We don't you know? see that. We don't see that. But if we get into the understanding of love and forgiveness, we can recognize that he had a purpose to fulfill. And yes. did he not do it? Oh, he did it very well. Oh, my God. Get a man an A. Yeah, he did it very well, you know. And um, that's the thing that I that I tell myself, you know, just because I don't value something doesn't mean that another person doesn't value it. Um, and also, when I look at, you know, just other people's ideas and opinions, you know, because I have my ideas and opinions too. What gives me the right to say that the way that I see things is better or superior than the other person who believes opposite of what I believe? Yeah. You know, we all have our, you know, God allows us both to believe whatever we choose to believe. You know, when I was a kid, my mother used to tell me, she said, put your tongue between your teeth and count to 10 before you speak. I heard that. You you can't take back what you say. Now, a, a, a whole lot of that also is is asking yourself again, you know, who who died and left you in charge? You know, because when you think of that, all of us have a purpose in this, that that dash between the day you come into this world and the day you leave this world is the fulfillment of that purpose. You cannot forgive. You cannot fulfill God's purpose for your life if you're wallowed in unforgiveness. And and of course, a miracle says the unforgiving mind is full of fear. And offers love no room to be itself. No place where it can spread its wings and peace and soar above the turmoil of the world. That's what A Course in Miracles teaches us about forgiveness is the key to happiness. You want to be happy? Forgive somebody. Walk around. Look around. Who can I forgive? I forgive you. Like Oprah used to say, you get a car. You get a car. You get a car. You get forgiveness. You get forgiveness. You get forgiveness. You get forgiveness. I love you. I love you. I love you. And it may require, you know, one thing I learned about forgiveness is that it is sometimes you do have to forgive. You know, you one day you you are great at forgiving that particular person. And then the next day, or you find that it's, it's a struggle. So it does. So and one thing that I do, and, and I remember one person that that it was just you know turmoil, you know, and I'm, and I had to really say to myself, if I saw this person, that I would be able to not go over and try to choke them. <laughs> That's where I was with in terms of that. And um, and I and I kept saying to myself, if I was to see this person, I didn't know how I would react. I just did not know what I would do, what I would say. 
And what I had to do, you know, to to sort of alleviate that was I had to envision myself, the person walking towards me and me being able to embrace them and hug them in a loving way and it took a couple of years to consistently be able to do that but let me share this let mm -hmm. me just say this to you i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no go ahead when you evolve to that level of understanding that person will never show up you'll Mm. never see that person again marianne taught me we were in bali indonesia and somebody that was trying to get to Marianne, um, I was Marianne's second, for lack of a better word. I went everywhere with her. I did everything with her. I set up her agenda, everything. I was with her from sunup to sundown. And we had gone and this, this guy was trying to infiltrate or he was kind of stalking her. And he had come, he had been, he, he had come to Bali. And anyway, he was trying to approach her and I stepped in front and stopped him. And he called me the N word Wow! in, in Bali, Indonesia. Okay? <laughs> wow. I cracked up. So anyway, Marianne and I are talking about this and she said to me, and this is another thing in the seven years I spent with her, this is, this is the second most profound. This is actually the first most profound thing I learned from her that has served me so well. It says when she said, when racism is no longer an issue for you, the racist will stop showing up. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that racism will cease to exist in the world, mm-hmm. but it'll cease to exist in my life. And I learned that I could change that word when lack is no longer an issue for you. Lack will stop showing up. Mm-hmm. All forgiveness issues are no longer an issue for you. They will stop showing up. Yeah. When pain is no longer an issue for you, pain will stop showing up. The universe's job is to answer your prayers, to give you what it is you want. And you mm. be amazed at how many people want drama in their life. Want trauma. Yeah, that's true. Misery loves. Company. Hey. Crab to the barrel. <laughs> what a crab to the barrel by itself. They will pull you down. That's all I'm saying. So everything is a, there is a duality in everything we do. The question, mm-hmm. the, the, the thing is that we remain in the zero point. We, where all things are neutral. We don't have an attachment to the good. We don't have an attachment to the bad. This is where God lives mm-hmm. in the void. In the void. Yeah. Of- in the void. Somebody yes. wants to piss you off. You got to look at them and say, boy, you are not compromising my heaven. I heard that. No. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. out there worth that. Not worth it. Yes, Not that's that's definitely true. I do want to get to your book. I do want to talk about the book uh, and how can people get the book. I know that's available now on Amazon. Well, and the book is... Yeah. Go, the, go ahead, go ahead. The first in this series is called Forgive. It's seven steps to finding forgiveness and returning to love. Each book... I'm going to be releasing a book a month. The second book of the series, which is F, Facing Your Fears. 
or breaking the chains that bind you. It will be in its, it's already on amazon.com. You can go there, just put in Charlotte Manning, or you can put in uh, facing your fears and, and it will, but it's uh, Charlotte Manning is what it's uh, under. C-H-A-R-L-E-T-T-E Manning, which is my pen name. Um, the second book, which will be out in February is Organize Your Thinking. And that's about building a spiritual toolkit. We all need, you don't go out and learn how to do what you're doing, for example. Mm-hmm. You need a microphone to do that, right? That's yes. a part of your toolkit. You need a studio in order to do that. So you need to, in order to organize your thinking and keep yourself within a path. I have the Bible. I have the Course in Miracles. I have uh, 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 the Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which gives me exercises every day that I do to keep me in alignment with those things that I want to do. As much as you think your egoic body can handle that, your ego sits back and went, oh, here she go with that spiritual crap again. <laughs> okay, we, okay, all we got to do is throw a little wrench in here and she'll return to that ego thinking again. So let's just lay in the cut for a minute. Watch me going through this little process. Okay. But you have to have tools that keep you in alignment. Divine connections is a tool in the spiritual toolkit. Meditation yes. is, a, is, is a part of that. Communication, dialoguing, masterminding with your friends or prayer partners and all of those things, those are keep you in alignment with the I am that's within you. R is about releasing your fears. That'll be out in March. Releasing your fear is letting go of the crap that is weighing you down because at the end of the day, it ain't worth it. G, no, it's not. G is for gratitude. Being grateful for where you are. We are almost, we are two years, 19, what, what was it? I'm sorry, 20, the uh, uh, February of 2020, we went into lockdown, correct? Right. We are in 2022. We are entering into the second year of this lockdown. And I'm still here. Mm. Over 800,000 people have paid the sacrifice of life. Yeah. And I'm still here. That's enough to be grateful for. I have everything I need in this moment. I may not have everything I want, but Mm -hmm. those wants are not essential to my spiritual growth and development. So I'm grateful for you, DJ. I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. Reverend Sylvia. I'm grateful for the books that I have to read or the consciousness, the awareness that I have, the, the, the ability to see the good in things and not the not so good. You know, I listen to the, the I in that is about listening to your intuition. Your yeah. gut never lie to you. God would never, as I said earlier, he would never abandon or forsake you. God don't lie to you. He don't talk about you behind your back. None of that. <clears throat> Listen to your intuition. V is about value. When I say I see, I see the consciousness of love in a blade of grass. That's valuing the little things in life. Knowing yeah. that God spent as much time creating that blade of grass as he did creating the consciousness of your I am. Everything is a direct extension of your relationship with God. I look at squirrels running out in the street. They ain't thinking about putting an addition on their their trunk. (laughs) They're not thinking about a new car for the driveway. or You know, they just going from one tree to the other. Exactly. Looking Looking for a nut. They have their nut. They're going on about their business. Birds, 
lay their eggs, babies come, they pull out the, the, the stalks, babies either fall out, you either going to fly or die. Right. <laughs> it ain't personal, but my job is, for, is done, right? So right. when we look at nature and we understand the dynamic behind, we were given dominion, charge of. God asked us to care for those things that he created, not to manipulate them, not to monopolize them, mm-hmm. not, to, not to use them to their advantage, but to be good stewards to this planet. And E is for energy. You got to move that body. The, bo- the Bible mm-hmm. says the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You got to take care of this body in order for the spirit of the I am to be able to enter into the consciousness for the mind and the brain to connect. That's what mm-hmm. miracles happen. True. The miracles teaches us there's no order of difficulty in miracles. None, not one miracle is harder than the other. It is a matter of perspective. You deserve everything that God has created for you. And he created everything for you to have it and have it abundantly. Abundantly. Mm -hmm. So if anything's lacking in your life, you need to ask, who have I not forgiven? Yes. Yes. So for the next seven months, we will be releasing a book a month. And you can get um, Facing Your Fears. You can get both of the books, actually. If you just go to Charlotte Manning on Amazon, they are right there at your push of the button. Okay. And I'll put those links down in the show description so that people can quickly access those, uh, those, those books. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just say one other question. In the, in the intro, you said my uh, I am the CEO of Infinity Ministry, but my website is drcharlottemanning.com, not infinityministry.com. Yes. yes, exactly. And that so, was also in the short description as well. In case they want to. And if you go on there, I have a free ebook you can click on and get. It's called Awaken to Your Life's Purpose. And it's 21 Days of Living Your Best Life. So it's really a quick read. It's an easy read. It's a daily journal that you can do to help organize your thinking and bringing you into the consciousness of your I am. I love you. I love you too. Uh, And the more (laughs) and more I I get to know you, the more and more I I love you. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's a beautiful thing because sometimes when people, the more you get to know them, the less you, (laughs) the less you just feel about them. But you know, yeah. it's so just the biggest then. thing for you to do is ask the ask the spirit of your I am what what's the lesson here? You know, they say a mm-hmm. day, a season, or a lifetime. You can pick. Right, exactly. <laughs> you it's, can pick. You won't make it a day, you can make it a season, you can make it a lifetime until the lesson is learned. Exactly. Keep showing up. Well, I'm glad that you do keep showing up and um and just a, a beautiful person inside and out. And um, I've learned so much from you. And the thing that I learned, I think, the most from you is you speak from your heart. You know, I always feel that from you, that you're just giving me 100% of who you are. And I think that's uh, something that I'm striving to do. And but it's great to see someone doing it going, okay, I want to do more of that. And you, you know, and 
heal. And as you spiritually mature, I am I'm right now, you know, I, I, there was a time where I wrote my classes, I wrote my sermons, you know, I did all of that. But I was not in alignment. You know, when I say listen to your intuition, I'm talking to you about something that has served me well. Now, that doesn't that doesn't mean I don't think about like you, you know, you sent to me some of the things that we wanted to talk about. But you also said we're probably going to cover a whole bunch of other stuff. I already know that. Because the energy of your I am connects to the energy of my I am. And synchronistically, they decide what we're going to do or what we have a theme and around that theme, you know, there are so many different tenants to that theme that we will eventually cover whatever it is you want to cover just in the conversation. Exactly. Exactly. And we have, um, you definitely have covered some, some wonderful things that I think is going to benefit the audience that's listening um, which I know already because you, you, you know, you, you are a public speaker and you do it well. So I'm quite sure it's going to be a lot of uh, moments in this conversation, a lot of tokens of information that they're going to receive because um, you're just, uh, to me, a master speaker. Oh, thank you. Thank you, DJ. Well, all I can say is what you see in me is what's most prevalent in you. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you been you coming on the show. Namaste, I, darling. Yeah, come namaste. And I can't wait to have future conversations with you because ah, I just enjoy speaking with you. Anytime, anytime. God bless you. God bless you.